there literary fans and welcome to episode 80 of jeff reads his book i am your host jeff and today we are reading chapter 33 of homecoming a book i wrote in a month so if you want to write into the show you can talk to me send me emails you know tell me i suck you can head over to jeffreadshisbook.com. There's three ways to get in touch with me right there. There's also links where you can buy a prequel to Homecoming. And they are terrible. So if you like paper books or ebooks, they're both available. Get one. Have some fun with it. Uh, if you mail it to me with, like, return postage, I'll sign it and send it back. Won't that be fun? How's everybody doing out there? Uh, I gotta say, today I just posted... Uh, episode 79 and I'm recording on a Sunday so that that's a new what do I want to say new level of lateness that's that sucks I gotta get on that I did the uh, recording regular I just never I just never went back to it I don't know life's been a mess right now just busy 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 which is weird because I'm not supposed to leave my house but here we are you know um my voice a little hoarse though and it's not COVID related it's because Uh, I coach some kids at soccer, which apparently is unaffected by pandemics, but you know, whatever. But uh, anyway, I've been screaming for the past week, so, (laughs) and uh, not just at kids, also in my car on the way home from that kind of thing. So I I feel like I sound maybe a little funny. Maybe I sound more awesome, right? Like, uh, wasn't that a Friends episode where... Phoebe got sick, and then when she sang at the coffee shop, she sounded all raspy, and, you know, that made her music better or something? Uh, I don't know. I think that was. Uh, right into the show at jeffreadshisbook.com, but I'm pretty sure I'm right. Isn't that like a thing, like, where you can watch Friends? Is that not on Netflix and only on... Uh, I don't care. I don't care. I sound a little bummed out, though, and I don't know why. I, I, I feel like I'm stressed, so... Good thing we have liquor, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, literally, like, five minutes ago, episode 79 got posted. So that's my bad. I edited it and listened to it this afternoon while I mowed the lawn. That's exciting. Um, but yeah, that's what's happening in my world. What's happening in your world, huh? Oh, my voice is, like, cracking. This is bad. Okay. So, why don't we get into this? We have a slightly longer chapter, I guess. Uh, We're reading chapter 33 today of Homecoming. So, this chapter comes in at 95 lines, so kind of a long one for this book. I feel like a real, like, meaty chapter is going to be like 180, 200 lines. So, it's still not great, but it's not bad, you know? Um, so anyway, in this one, we're going to go back to a nice Margot-centric chapter, because, you know, last week was Henry, right? Uh, what do I want to say about it? Not much. I mean, so there's going to be a prison break, I think. That's exciting. We'll meet some characters. Well, no, we're not going to meet characters. We're going to, hmm, see some people we know. I guess that's how I'll describe it. Eh, this is going to be, it's going to be so-so. Let's not get excited about it. <laughs> yes. And I'm already drinking. So we might as well dive in to chapter 33. So for today's chapter, I got myself a little treat. Uh, I went to the liquor store 
Wednesday? I don't know. You tell me. Anyway, <laughs> I went to the liquor store and I was feeling a little, um, a little like I needed a treat. Let me say that. So I bought myself a bottle of uh, Long Branch uh, Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. So that is a delicious product from the fine people at the Wild Turkey Distillery. And uh, Matthew McConaughey signs off on it. It's, it's pretty exceptional. Uh, I like it. They actually filter it through charcoal after it's done. So that makes it um, a little smoother. You know, I think that's what Jack Daniels does too. But it's tasty. I love it. Mm. A little bit more than I'm usually willing to pay for booze. So like the 750 bottle, I don't think it comes bigger, but I could be wrong. The 750 bottle comes in at like 35 bucks. Mm, I'm getting through it maybe too quickly. <laughs> Laura bought this for my birthday back when it was like 40 bucks uh, years ago. And I've been in love with it ever since. It is, it is top notch. Yeah. So thanks to the liquor store guy that told her to buy it for me. <laughs> yum, yum. Okay. Why don't we just start a reading here? After another sip. How about another sip, right? Oh, I'm drinking it neat, if in case anybody was worried. I try to, like, if it's fancy whiskey, like, expensive, more expensive than, like, $16, try to go neat on it. Mm. Mm. Ooh, it is smooth. All right. With the two guards bound and muzzled, Margot and Leonid walked deeper into the dungeons. Ahead of them... Margot saw that the hallway ended in stairs leading down again. Running down the stairs, don't do that at home, kids, with Leonid following, the came to yet another gate. <laughs> Margot tried the four keys on the key ring, and she found success with the last. How was he the only guard, Margot asked as she opened the gate. Leonid shrugged, I don't know. I think we may have vastly overestimated the Dark Alliance. And then he didn't close his quotes. God damn it. <laughs> Walking through the gate, the tunnel turned left, and Margot stepped into... Is anybody following these directions? Why even bother saying it turned left? <laughs> and Margot stepped into a relatively large room filled with people. At first glance, she estimated that there were 60 people in the room, in various states of despair. She had stopped cold in surprise, and Leonid ran into her mistakenly. What in the world, Leonid quietly said. What in the world, Leonid quietly said. Margot noted the heads now turning towards them. I, I feel like that should be their heads, or noted that heads were now turning. To, yeah, I don't know. Leonid, came a man's voice from somewhere in the room. Looking around, she saw Leonid's father stand up, eyes wide. Father, Leonid said, surprised like a pompous asshole. Who says father? Ugh. When Mar We had this conversation about mother, I believe. <laughs> when Margot laughed quietly, he turned to her, asking, What's funny? Did you forget he was here, she said, trying to suppress a full laugh. She looked around hopelessly, but she saw no sign of Henry. She thought he would jump up at the sight of her, but nothing of the sort happened. She called, Henry, desperately, to no avail. Most of the people were rising now. Are we free? Leonid's father asked as he approached slowly. Yes, Leonid said, smiling. Said to him, smiling. Then, realizing everyone needed to know, he yelled, Yes, you're free. 
There's a gate we have to unlock first. Follow us. When Margot stood still, frowning, Leonid grabbed her arm. Come on, you have the keys. We'll find Henry somewhere. Don't worry. She nodded, trying to suppress a rising disappointment that threatened uh, to immobilize her. Sorry, had to page down. And I have to drink. Mm. We're actually coming up on one of those synthetic drinking breaks where there's just a blank line for some reason. I think it happens sometimes when... uh, Like if I end a sentence on the 80th column... It has something to do with the old uh, Tandy laptop that we've spoken of in the past. All right, let's keep going here. Let's read that last sentence since I went on a ramble here. And let me drink some more. She nodded, trying to suppress a rising disappointment that threatened to immobilize her. She knew in her soul that he was fine. But she worried about Henry, given his cavalier attitude and his occasional ignorance of real danger. She felt strongly that she had to find him before he found his way into trouble. Ooh, fake drinking break. (laughs) I'm drinking a lot. Okay. With the crowd of people rising to follow, Leonid led Margot back through the open gate to the group. What? With the crowd of people rising to follow, Leonid led Margot back through the open gate to the group cell, up the stairs, and along the hallway to the gate they had left locked. Oh my god, gate, 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 who gives a shit? Margot pulled the proper key on her first try and opened it. Before Leonid stepped through, Margot grabbed his arm. Leonid, she said, you need to lead this people out of here. <laughs> this people? <laughs> it sounds like they're like some sort of like uh, ethnicity. And you're going to run into trouble. I know, he responded. I have to stay, though, she said. I need to find Henry still. I'll help, Leonid said. Margot shook her head. No, get them out first. It'll probably be a bit nasty when you get further along. Leonid stared at her for a moment, and she smiled. He leaned in and kissed her on the cheek. (gasps) Oh my god. Good luck, my lady, he said, and started through the gate. Margot followed, but she stayed standing to the side of the door as people streamed out of the dungeon hallway. While she recognized some, and she saw some that probably recognized her, they mostly hurried out and down the hallway. Wow, that is boring. The occasional prisoner except gratitude, spelled with three T's somehow. But many were in terrible shape. The Dark Alliance seemed to be a poorly run operation. Margot, a voice said, pulling her from some daydreaming. Wow, she was daydreaming while, like, starving prisoners come out of a dungeon? What the hell? <laughs> That's like some... What, is that like, uh, what, sociopathic uh, behavior or something? Just kind of... Eh, she, you know, she's going to her inner place, right? Aw. She has a hard upbringing. Speaking of... Uh, Margot, a voice said, pulling her from some daydreaming. Looking back through the gate, she saw her father looming, as he always seemed to do, in front of her. Collecting herself, she said simply, Father, also like a pompous asshole. (laughs) She saw him deflate slightly at her coldness. He looked at her for a moment as a trailing group squeezed past. 
Then, cocking his head to the side, he said, You are not coming. It wasn't a question, merely a statement. No, she replied, I still have to find Henry. There are probably more dungeons to check. He shook his head. He would have been in there, he said. Our cell, bloop, 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 was the only one where they were keeping anyone with any magical abilities. Why would he know that? <laughs> okay, I guess guards get bored, whatever. Margot considered her father for a moment, then decided that he wasn't lying. He had no reason to at this point. However, she now felt a new worry about Henry if he hadn't been here. When the last prisoner filed out, she went back through the gate and into the side room where the bound guards were left. She could hear her father follow her. Follow her. Okay. She could hear her father follow her. Okay, let's have a drink because that was stumbling over words. I am getting through this glass real quick. The one guard they had tricked was awake and trying to speak through his gag. Wait, Margot said, putting a hand up. When he tried to, when he kept trying to yell, she grabbed his face in both hands gently, which caused him to stop. I just want to ask you a question, okay? When he nodded, she continued. And you're not going to yell when I take the gag off, right? He nodded again. Margot untied the gag from behind his head. You bitch, he sneered. Your boyfriend broke my nose. Margot raised her right hand and formed a rather harmless but showy ball of energy. And I'm going to do much worse if you don't answer my questions. With his eyes wide, he said, yes, of course. Wow, that didn't take much, huh? Now, she said calmly, keeping the glowing white sphere in one hand. Who did this to your friend here? It was a prisoner, he said. I don't remember the name. Was it Henry, she said, She asked, putting a hand on her hip. Okay, was that word padding? <laughs> no, it was something else. Sounded funny, he said, still staring at her, at the threatening energy crackling in one palm. Frowning, Margot pressed on. What did this man look like? Um, about your height, I guess, he said, gulping. Red hair, seemed innocent. Margot nodded. It sounded like Henry. Thank you, she said. I'll make sure somebody comes down to see to you soon enough. The guard began to protest loudly, but Margot quickly wrapped the gag around his head once again, such that he that only muffled cries and complaints could be heard. She felt some relief, knowing that Henry was most likely wandering around this complex somewhere, causing havoc. And that ends chapter 33. Well, there you go. Possibly the most boring prison break ever written down, huh? That was pretty dull, I'd say. Um, there was something I wanted to talk about. Eh. I don't like that they keep using the father, you know, calling their parents father. I was going to ask, like, a question about that. Like, you know, is this just because they're, like, uh, royalty or rich? That they're not using, like, the term dad or daddy. That would be kind of weird. <laughs> but, like, uh, they don't use that term. But then I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense because we're already stretching the case that uh, they speak English in the first place. Because, I mean, why would they? It's, you know, supposed to be a different world. So, eh, I don't know. That wasn't going to be a good question. That, that was a little weird. 
Um, Margot looks like kind of a psycho, though, just sitting there daydreaming. I guess she was dreaming about Henry, you know, what watching all these, like, poor, starving prisoners walk past her. <laughs> I don't know. That was a little odd. I don't know why I wrote that. <laughs> mm. But uh, what are you going to do? Uh, not a bad chapter, I suppose. What do you think was up with Leonid kissing her on the cheek? Was he just being sweet, you know? I, I don't know. I think he was being sweet. I think the fact that it was... I don't know. It was being sweet, you know, because he, he was like, you know, good luck finding your boyfriend. That's all. I don't think he was saying like, hey, you could come with me, baby. So, <laughs> yeah, that's all I have to say about that. That was a little odd. I can honestly say I don't think I've ever done that to like a girl, like just kissed her on the cheek and been like, hey, good luck. You know what I mean? Maybe, I mean, probably my wife, but that's about it. <laughs> And even that, I don't know about. So she doesn't like to be like, uh, she only puts up with me like kissing her on the lips. You know, that's the, what are you going to do? Anywho's, what are you going to do? I just said that twice. I, I have nothing to talk about. What the hell do you people want from me? Okay, let's go to discussion questions. Okay. Ooh, my voice is dying here. So I have two quick discussion questions to go over. Uh, first one. Okay, so, uh, the guard who's tied up yells at Margot, calling her a bitch, which, that's very inappropriate. I would never say that to a lady. Uh, but then he says that her, her, that, uh, her boyfriend, which in this case Leonid is what he thought was the case, right? Uh, your boyfriend broke my nose. So, question one, have you ever broken your nose? I feel like I have at least once. Playing soccer, I've run into somebody and my nose has just felt out of whack, like... Real bad, yeah. And I remember blood just gushing out of it. and Not good, not good. I think that was a break, yeah. And now, every time I blow my nose, I get blood. It's great. Yeah, good times. But uh, I've asked about it. Doctor says, not a problem. Just fucking live your life, you know what I mean? But I think I broke it once, yeah. It doesn't look like... I don't look like a boxer or anything, you know, but... Oh, dehumidifier! Okay, much quieter. I feel like it's pretty common to break your nose, you know, not like exceptionally rare, but eh, just wondering, have you broken your nose? Maybe I'm wrong. Right into the show, jeffreadsbook.com. Second, our second discussion question. So, Margot is sitting there daydreaming while starving prisoners escape, right? Which I think we can all agree, a little weird. Although you could just say she's just going inside her shell. But I didn't say that. I said she's daydreaming. So, I don't know. She's probably picturing, like, what kind of shoes she's going to buy when this is all over, right? Yeah, it's a tough call. So, what... Have you... Let me think. What, what, what do I want this question to be? I want to word this correctly. I only write down the concept of the question, not the question. You know what I mean? Um... What's the most inappropriate place you've daydreamed, huh? Yeah, how about that, huh? I don't really have a good answer for that. Maybe just like, what am I going to say? Like, uh, you know, as an adult, freaking meetings at work, oof, all the time. Especially like I used to go to, when I worked at NASA, uh, you know, I was a contractor there, not like a civil servant, but I still had to go to like the civil servants branch meeting, you know, the branch I worked with, which was freaking just, uh, who gives a shit? <laughs> I went for the donuts, honestly. I mean, it was all about donuts, but 
I would just zone out because I just didn't care about anything they had to say. I, I, what do I care? Oh, there's been a change at this level of the leadership of NASA. Who gives a crap? I don't work for you people. <laughs> so I would zone out completely and just try to daydream. Yeah. But, I mean, the odd part about that was I would still sit, like, there were so many people in the branch. There was a big conference table that maybe sat, like, ten people, but then people would sit around the wall, around the con- conference table, you know, like, so not at the table, but behind it. But to get at the donuts, you still had to sit at the table. And, you know, I wanted to eat at least three during the meeting, so... Yeah, I would sit at the table and zone out like right in front of the person talking, <laughs> like the manager. Because, I mean, of course you gotta. Yeah, I mean, it's, so much of it didn't apply to me that I was just like, all right, I mean, I, I, the, the, but whatever, I got paid for it. <laughs> but I mean, I also got a powdered donut and who can beat, the, yeah, you can't beat that on a, like a Tuesday. I think that, when did we have them? Tuesdays? It sounds right for some reason. Eh, who knows? Yeah. Oh, I could really use a donut. This pandemic has really hurt my ability to get a donut. You know what? I should get some donuts. Because uh, I was paging through like uh, old episode titles and uh, descriptions just for funsies. And one of them I did say I could brag that I could eat a whole bag of donuts. And that really did strike something deep inside me that, you know, just needs donuts 24 7. Oh, they're so good. I got to get some of those this week or something. Uh, it's I'm dying. You know what I mean? Anyway, I guess that's the end of the show. Long chapter, but the episode's the same length because I have nothing to talk about today. And my voice keeps just failing on me. I don't think I'm going to be able to yell at kids tomorrow when I go to soccer practice. Ugh, it's going to be in the rain anyway. They won't be able to hear me. It's going to be a pain in my ass. So... I guess that about wraps it up. If you want to write into the show, head over to jeffreadsbook.com. And right there, there are three ways to contact me. Uh, you can hit me up on email at jeff at rainbow-100.com. Or hit me up on Twitter at Fortran Jeff. Or hit me up on Mastodon at jeff at toot.rainbow-100.com. And actually, my Mastodon server is kaput right now, so i got to fix that maybe today, maybe tomorrow. I mean, it could be fun, but it won't be fun. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be big pain in the ass. But whatever. <laughs> we'll figure it out, and I guess that's it. So until next time, keep on reading. Keep on reading.